0: Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the lucky seven. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerleys and holiday station stores, and go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, Wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty Trade Value Charts so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft Prop Bet Games, so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings. And preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year now. All of that curated, color-coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AIRBEAR, you get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday morning, yeah, Wednesday morning edition of the Shock Fantasy Podcast. My name is Matt Harrison. I'm not only the host of this podcast, but I'm also a high school assistant soccer coach and our varsity team of St. Michael Albertville uh, had a late section playoff game last night. Uh, Thrilling victory by the Knights. We, We prevailed. 1 4 3, getting the fourth goal with 46 seconds to go in the game. Battled back from a 3 1 deficit. Fantastic, exciting, all that stuff. You know what it means? It means I was on a school bus until 11 at night. And uh, hey, I'm back now. <laughs> so uh, if you didn't uh, see the tweet, I tweeted out what. Uh, Players We are going to talk about this week and the article will be up shortly on shock fantasy. And, you know, here's here's what you get for this week. Frankly, it wasn't a great waiver wire week. Most of the guys that uh, are available are highly rostered right now. So uh, it, it it's a pretty pukey waiver wire week. But as always, we'll stop with the Todd Heap. Memorial injury report. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're so excited about Carson Wentz fracturing his ring finger. He's expected to to miss a month, at least four to six weeks is what they, they are thinking there. Kenny Pickett got a concussion in his first start and yielded the position back to Mitch Trubisky. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out uh, the Steelers and the Dolphins play on Sunday night football uh, this week. Skylar Thompson, speaking of Dolphins, looked like he broke his thumb, but it looks like Tua might be back as early as this week for the Sunday night game. Keep your eyes peeled on that one. Marquise Brown left the stadium in a walking boot, and there's talk that it may cost him several weeks to maybe the rest of the season. More on this situation a little later in the show. Randall Cobb suffered what is believed to be a high ankle sprain, That could be a few weeks for him. And Cameron Brait left the field on a stretcher. Second head-slash-neck injury in consecutive weeks. That's not good. We hope the best for Cameron Brait, but we expect him to miss a little bit of time here. And the Rams' left tackle Joe Noteboom ruptured his Achilles. He's done for the year. That's more bad news for the Rams and all of your Rams. I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford. Managers out there. Well, if you need a replacement for Matthew Stafford, maybe. Quarterback. We'll start with Taylor Heineke, who's 23% rostered. The replacement for Carson Wentz. Uh, we saw what Heineke could do in this offense last year. Same coaching staff, same same offense, basically. Uh, he averaged 213 yards and just over a touchdown per game. Carson Wentz was literally a top 10 quarterback in most leagues so far this year. Yeah, it's a little bit surprising, but you know, look it up. It's it's there. He has to be a major downgrade, uh, Heineke does, for the offense as a whole. Although there does seem to be some better weapons with Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson in the fold than from what he had last year. He's at least going to get one start against Green Bay this week. Uh, Not sure I'd start him in that one. Uh, And if the Commanders lose, they could turn to rookie Sam Howell pretty quickly. So no more than 2% on Heineke in a super flex league. And maybe if your league is deep enough... It might be time to drop a buck on Sam Howell right now because Washington's kind of floundering. They're way behind in the division, and they might want to see if they have anything with Sam Howell while Carson Wentz is down to make a decision whether or not they want to be in the quarterback draft market next season. The only other quarterback I'll mention is uh, Matt Ryan. I'd like you to do a price check on him. He's actually 78% rostered right now, so you you might be able to pick him up in some leagues too. The upcoming schedule is as easy as it gets for the Colts. They only really have two stoppers on the schedule the rest of the way, Philly and Dallas. If Matt Ryan's available in your league, I'd probably drop 10% on him right now. All right, let's move on to running back. If you hear a little dog barking in the background, I can hear my dog barking way upstairs. I don't know if that's uh, coming through on the mic, but, you know, Hattie might be uh, trying to join the show today. Uh, Deion Jackson uh, got picked up almost everywhere ahead of last week's game. He had 10 receptions. That was, like, the big part of the game. He had 12 carries as well. Uh, That's great, especially in a PPR league. He could be a replacement for Naheem Hines if this is going to be a lingering injury for Hines but he was questionable going into last week's game. So was Jonathan Taylor, and they both could be back this week, and then what? I I, I don't have a great answer for you. Also, Philip Lindsay had 14 touches two weeks ago, so the moral of the story is, unless Taylor and Hines are both out, there might not be a reason to roster Deion Jackson here. If you have him right now, I'd see if you could trade him to the Jonathan Taylor owner. Uh, just as the handcuff option. See if you can get something out of it. Maybe do a two for two. But uh, I don't know if I'm bidding anything on Deion Jackson. He's not really available in most leagues right now. Kyron Williams is available in a lot of leagues. Uh, he is 73% rostered on Sleeper, but Sleeper tends to cater a little bit more toward uh, Dynasty leagues that have deeper rosters. So Kyron Williams pretty well-owned in those. But in, in normal leagues, he's probably not owned at all. The news came out that the Rams are attempting to move on from Cam Akers, uh, which means there will be an opening for touches in the Rams' backfield. Now, Daryl Henderson is gobbled up everywhere, and it's not the right time to try to buy there. But Kyron Williams is currently eligible to come off IR, where he landed after week one and having ankle surgery. But they said uh, it's six to six weeks or so for him, so that kind of fits the timeline right now. The Rams are on bye this week. Week eight could be his return This week, you could get him for a buck. Next week, it might be more. So I would pick up Kyron Williams right now and stash him. Latavius Murray is 54% rostered. As we suspected, Melvin Gordon did not become a bell cow when Javante Williams went down. In fact, he's injured. So is Mike Boone. They've both been dealing with some nagging injuries the last couple of weeks. Man, the Broncos are just like the most injured team in the NFL, and it's not even close. Uh, The offense turned to Latavius Murray last week, who had 16 touches in the Monday nighter against the Chargers. You're going to get four yards per carry and a cloud of dust for Murray, who's something like fourth in active player touchdowns in the NFL. It would not surprise me at all if Murray is the lead back in a trio of Gordon and Boone the rest of the way, but three backs will be mixed in, and it's probably best to avoid this situation entirely. If you want Murray and you need a fill-in, it'll probably take 8% this week. Kenyon Drake is 51% rostered, 10 carries for 119 yards, and a score last week. That will turn some heads. Unfortunately, Drake is living in that Baltimore offense that wants J.K. Dobbins to be healthy, and Gus Edwards is on the horizon, and Justice Hill and for some reason Mike Davis get some work here and there, and the best runner on the roster is actually the quarterback. My mama said, don't go chasing waterfalls. Kenyon Drake is a waterfall. I wouldn't go chasing him. But if you need him, no more than 5% to bid on Kenyon Drake. Wide receiver. Robbie Anderson is almost all the way rostered in most leagues, but we just got to talk about Bruno here. Anderson was moved from the Panthers to the Cardinals for some day three draft compensation. The Cards are getting DeAndre Hopkins back from suspension this week, but as we mentioned, they lost Marquise Brown, possibly for the season with a foot injury. The Cardinals have a lot of veteran receivers. A.J. Green is there as well. Rondale Moore, not a KG veteran, but in his second year, uh, he looks like he's finally fully healthy. I'm just a little worried that Anderson gets lost in the shuffle here and becomes the Greg Dortch guy and gets three and a half catches and 34 yards per game. Rondale Robinson is 70% rostered. He scored last week, which brings him into people's minds. The fact that he's easily the best wide receiver... On the New York roster, should be that big thing, though. Robinson hasn't played since week one with a knee injury and managed four targets, 337 and one in his return. None of those are eye popping numbers. The fact remains that he was an early second round pick by the new regime. He's only got to beat out David Sills, Darius Slayton, Richie James, Marcus Johnson for snaps. That's not hard. He's very small and gadgety, too, so I could see the Giants utilizing him in a Curtis Samuel type of way as well. Eight or nine touches per game is totally not out of the question, so I'd throw eight or nine percent on Wondale Robinson. Alec Pierce is 95 percent rostered. This should be 100 percent, though. Pierce has already shown that he can hang better with the bevy of Colts' second wide receivers that we've wanted to be a thing since Andrew Luck showed up. I've mentioned the schedule for the Colts extensively on this podcast and fantasy football weekly. Alec Pierce is a guy you pick up if available and trade for. If not, if he's open in your league right now, drop like 15% on Alec Pierce. Finally, tight end. Cade Otten is 64%. He's the only tight end I have on the list this week. And in the tight end wasteland, you're grasping at straws a lot. Although Otten could be the straw that stirs your drink. Now that, uh, Cameron Brait should be missing for a while. I mentioned uh, the head and neck injuries for Brait, his second of such in consecutive games. Otten is the best tight end they have in a Tom Brady offense. You could do worse, and right now it's only going to cost you two bucks to pick up Cade Otten. That's it. I will be back actually later today with the Thursday Night Football podcast preview and uh, that is the Saints and Cardinals this week. That uh, more exciting game by a lot than some of the games we've had the last few weeks. So uh, really looking forward to uh, Thursday night football this week, although I won't be watching it. I will be up in Moorhead for uh, my soccer team's section final are uh, the Knights of STMA are looking for their first trip to state ever for the program. So very excited to try to get the W there. And uh head on to state for boys soccer. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next time.